Hi folks, be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message, to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. And here he is. Good morning, Zeb. How you doing? I am good, my friend. You know, you really hit a home run the last couple of weeks talking about uh, cattle drives and food and how the uh, the old mushy and uh, wishbone would really come at you with a knife if you brought a horse and tied it next to his wagon. What are we going to talk about this week? Well, probably the second most dangerous thing from offending the cook, stampede. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. now. Uh, actually, two years ago, we did a show, and if you want to, listeners would like to listen to that, it's called Quicksand, and that was about uh, the cattle drive that would get caught in Quicksand. And So just go back on iTunes or my webpage, and it's on May 5th. 2015. Really? And they'll be able to listen to the story about uh, the quicksand. So, okay. So anyway, but today, yeah, we're going to continue on. This guy's name is Andy Adams. And again, the name of the book is called The Log of a Cowboy. So listeners that want to read the whole thing, this is a great book. Mm-hmm. So here we are. It's 1882. And this is Andy's words, you know, and I mentioned that. But uh, he says, our route now led northward through what were then the two largest ranches in Texas, the Running W and the Laurel Leaf. Have you, really? have you heard of those, Deb? Uh The Running W I have, but okay. not the other one. Anyway, th- these sent more cattle up the trail than any other ranch. Mm. In fact, it's so big, he said, we were nearly a week passing through their range. Oh, my. So kind of like huge... the King Ranch oh, down yeah. in South Texas. Yeah, but he says, on reaching the Santa Gertruda Ranch, we learned that three trail herds of over 3,000 head each had already started on these two. And four more were to follow. So that's a lot of cows. Yeah, and you said Santa Gertrudis Ranch. Right. That is, I think, the King Ranch. Oh, okay. Yeah, they I were think the first right. to start that breed that of cattle. Breed, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so they've got uh, Andy and his crew. They have thirty-one hundred cows, a little over thirty-one thousand or thirty-three thousand. Anyway, he says so far we have been having a splendid luck in securing water for the herd once a day at least, and a lot of times two or three times a day. Yeah. He says, our herd was becoming well trail-broken by this time, and for range cattle had quieted down, and they were docile and easy to handle. Uh Uh-huh. So far. Yeah. Now, stampedes were generally due to negligence in not having the herd full of grass and water on reaching the bed ground at night. You You know this, if they're fed and watered, they're okay, usually. Yeah. So, Unless something happens. Yeah, we're going to get to that. And he says, if care has been used for the first few weeks in properly breaking the herd to the trail, uh, but... Uh, hunger, and that wasn't easy, by the way. Yeah, I'm sure that it was... It was tough. Yeah. But uh, hunger and thirst are probably responsible for more stampedes than all other causes combined. Really? Yeah. So it's the unexpected, which, of course, cannot be guarded against. A stampede is the natural result of fear. And at night, or in uh, just light mountain light, you know, when it's just dusk, but he says a flash of lightning or a peal of thunder, the stumbling of a night horse or the scent of some wild animal would in just a moment's time have this frightened herd. So It would just spread through the herd. It would start with a few and just spread through the herd and throw them into a panic. Yeah, and they'd take off, oh, and that yeah. was it. So amongst the thousands of herds like ours, which were driven over the trail during its brief existence, none ever made the trip without encounter, encountering more or less trouble from, they call them runs, yeah. stampede or runs. Yeah. So they all had it. 
at one time or another. They knew it was coming. So frequently a herd became so spoiled in this manner that it grew into a mania with them so that they would stampede at the slightest thing or nothing. So does that make sense that the whole herd would be so, uh, I guess, fidgety or uh, spooky that they would just start running for no reason? Well, you're talking about in the days of the Old West, these cattle were not your Hereford cattle. They weren't your Angus cattle. No. They were cattle that were out of the brush, literally yeah. wild Mexican cattle. Yeah. And uh, I can imagine that their personalities yeah. were either to fight or run. And if you were a cowboy in one of those, you knew that you were going to have trouble the whole way. Amen. So, But he says, we were beginning to feel a degree of overconfidence in the good behavior of our herd. When one night... During the third week out, an incident occurred in which they displayed their running qualities to our complete satisfaction. Running qualities? <laughs> yeah. So he says it occurred during our guide, uh, or uh, during our guard, and about two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. The night was an unusually dark one, and the atmosphere was very humid. After we'd been on guard possibly an hour, uh, one, the other guy with him was named John Officer. Okay. He says, John Officer and I riding in one direction on opposite sides of the herd, and a guy named the Rebel circling in the opposite. Well, John Officer's horse suddenly struck a gopher hole with his front feet, and in a moment, the horse and rider were sprawled on the ground. Oh, boy. So he's down. Well, the accident happened, but... Uh, just a few yards away from the sleeping herd, which instantly came to their feet. And they were off, like a flash. I mean, just, they were up and gone. What happened going. to him? What happened to He the got guy? back on his horse. Oh, he was I able see. to get back on. I see. And Andy says, I was riding uh, my this one horse he really liked. It was the first one that he'd picked out of the herd when they chose their horses. And this was a big black that he really liked to have underneath him. Yeah. So, anyway, he says, I had to use my spurs to keep clear of the onrush, because they're coming at him. Uh, fortunately, we had a clear country near the bed ground, and while the terrified cattle pressed me close, my horse kept the lead in the rumbling which ensued. Now, wait a minute. He was trying to point these cattle, in other words, get in front of them and well, lead? not yet. He Right now, he's just trying to get out of the way. to get the heck out of Dodge <laughs> yeah. City. I yeah. see. He says, I was not alone by seeing several distinct flashes from six shooters realizing that i also had a gun fired several times in the air in reply he said i was soon joined by this guy named priest and officer and he says the latter the one that got dumped having lost no time in regaining his seat in the saddle and the three of us held together so they got these three cowboys and this whole herd three thousand cows heading out really yeah and, and are they off to the side? Yeah, or where are right they? now they are. I so, see. Okay. Uh, so here we go. We're on the run. The wagon was camped about 200 yards from the bed ground, and so the herd had uh, given, there was enough noise that it uh, warned the boys who were asleep back at camp. So help would come to us as soon as the men in camp could reach their horses, and realizing the wide front of the running cattle, so they were spread out. Not just in a, like a single file thing. So the guy named Priest and the other guy named Officer uh, to the left and myself to the right, they were on each side of the herd at this point. Okay, And to point uh, the leaders in order to keep the herd from splitting or scattering. And then another rider uh, came into the center... Which, to me, sounds very dangerous. This guy was not, uh, his pay grade wasn't high enough. <laughs> it wasn't. So he's in the center trying to keep them. He's running with the cow. With the cow. Inside yeah. the yeah. herd. 
Yeah, and he said, uh, Andy says, I soon gained the outside of the leaders, and by dropping back and coming up the line, pointed them into the best of my ability. In other words, just trying to get them yeah, to go yeah. straight or whatever. Yeah. So he says, I saw a succession of flashes like fireflies, which told me the boys were coming to our assistance. So they're shooting their six shooters. Yeah. So that's kind of a signal, you know, to know that, yeah, we got guys out here helping. Right. So... You shoot a six-shooter off my horse, and I guarantee you, you're going <laughs> to find gonna yourself in Jerome County. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he says, running is not a natural gate with cattle. And if we could only hold them together and prevent splitting up, in time they would tire, while the rear cattle could be depended on to follow the leaders. And all we could hope to do was to force them to run straight. And in this respect, we were succeeding splendidly, though to a certain extent, it was a guess in the dark. Now, remember, this is 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and you know what you just mentioned about one of the guys that was riding herd that night, his horse at a walk stepped in a gopher hole and, and went tripped. down. Can you imagine going uh, full bore 35 miles an hour? Yeah. Oh, you know, so by this time they'd run about a mile, and by now also the remainder of the outfit had come up, the other cowboys. Yeah. And he says, we deflected their course for a few moments. A dozen men, however, can cover but a small space. And we soon realized that we had turned only a few hundred head for the momentum of the main body bore steadily ahead. Uh-oh. So they turned some cows, but others kept going, you know. So, and he says, stretching out our line until there was a man about every 20 feet, we threw our force against the right point and lead in the hope of gradually deviating their course. In other words, they're trying to, at this point, they're trying to turn the herd. In, in, I love the words, in the hope. <laughs> of, yes. <laughs> so, and he says, you know, for a few minutes, the attempt proved to be successful, but the cattle went through between the riders, and we soon found a portion of our forces on either side of the herd. So now they're splitting up all over the place. Oh. So now, he says, the five or six of us who remained, we circled the front of the herd. So they did kind of get in front of them. Yeah. So, and it took them, this was their third attempt, uh, but it says the same tactics in our efforts to turn the stampede. We were attempting to turn them slowly and on a much larger circle. Okay. Now, suddenly in the dark, we encountered encountered a mesquite thicket into which the lead cattle tore with a crashing of brush and a rattle of horns that sent a chill up and down my spine. Now, you're on a horse, Eb. Yeah. Cattle are crashing through this mesquite. This isn't good. Where do you go? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to the Holiday Inn. <laughs> so, but Andy, he says, but there was no time to hesitate, for our horses were in the thicket. And this is in, in the dark. Yeah, in the dark. Yeah. And with the herd closing in on us, there was no alternative but to go through it, every man for himself. You know, and going through those mesquite thickets, have you been I down in have. Texas no. and seen that? No. Nope. You'd come out looking like a piece of Swiss cheese. Well, and he says, he says, I guess gave my horse, uh, the black, a free rein, shutting my eyes and clutching both the cantle and the pommel of his saddle to hold my seat. He said the black responded to the spurs and tore through the thicket in places higher than my head and came out in an open space considerably in the lead of the cattle. And did he have to go back and get the rest of his clothes or what? We'll get to that. (laughs) So he says as they emerged from it, they resumed their running. Now, at this time, he says, being alone and not knowing which way to turn, I rode to the front and soon found myself in the lead of quite a string of cattle. 
Now, another guy came in. His name is Joe Stallings. He overtook me, he says, and we did not attempt to turn them because uh, they were just kind of running at an easy stroke. So maybe they were slowing down yeah, a little by little now. Bit. So he says, at this stage of the run, we had no idea where the rest of the outfit were, but both of us were satisfied. The herd had scattered on leaving the mesquite thicket and were possibly then running in half a dozen bunches like the one we were with. Now, these are 3,000 head. Yeah, and so now they're spread out into groups of cows yeah okay yeah. so and you got these men out there trying to to follow them so anyway he says there were about 50 or 60 big steers in the lead of our bunch and he says with our six shooters shooting into the ground in their faces and we were rewarded by having them turn tail and head the other way so they finally got their their herd turned back okay yeah he says we soon had a uh, a mill going which kept them busy and rested our horses once we had them milling our trouble as far as running was concerned was over for all the two of us could do to to hope for was to let them exhaust themselves in this circle so now they've got them going in a circle yeah so at least they've got them contained all right he says it then lacked an hour of daybreak and all we could do was to ride around and wait for daylight in the darkness preceding dawn we had no idea of the number of our bunch so they they don't know how many they've got now, by dawn, a heavy fog came in. Oh, this is, you really got a good story here. <laughs> yeah. So darkness, and now, now it's fog. And so he says, as the light of day brightened, we saw them quiet down and go to grazing as though they had arisen from the bed ground. It was over an hour before the fog lifted sufficiently to give us any idea as to our whereabouts. Now, Stallings and myself rode, uh, firing a number of shots in the hope of getting an answer from the outfit, but we had no response. I mean, that was their signal, you know, where's... Whoa, 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 you would think that the firing of the pistols at that point would cause another problem. You would, you would think that, but... You know, they've got to figure out where the other herds are somehow, yeah. the other cowboys, and which way to move their herd. Yeah. So, anyway, um, they had no response, and he says we could not determine our location, whether we'd run east, west, south during the night. Nobody, They didn't know where they were at this point, so they didn't know which way to, to head their herd. He says all we did know for certainty was that we had between six and 700 head of cattle. Stallings had lost his hat. And I had one sleeve missing and both outside pockets torn out of my coat while the mesquite thorns had left their marks on the faces of both of us. I can't even imagine. I, I've seen that stuff and yeah. how thick they are and everything. And you, to run through their full yeah. bore, you got to be a homicidal maniac. Well, and Stallings had some shaps, leather shaps. Yeah. And he made the comment he'd had them for 10 years, and this is the first and only time that they came in handy. Keeping his legs from oh, just ripped I meant up. to say suicidal maniac, <laughs> yeah. not homicide. Well, you're going to kill somebody else by telling them to go there. Yeah. So anyway, he says, with a cigarette for breakfast, I left Joe to look my, after. My my. <laughs> I left Joe to look after our bunch. After riding several miles, I sighted the band of cattle and, on overtaking them, found two of our boys holding about half as many as Stallings and I had. So, so now they're got, up to about fourteen, fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. So maybe half. Okay. So he says I rode off again and and uh, was soon on the trail of another herd that he okay. come across. And the signs left by the running cattle were pretty easy to follow. As well, you, duh, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> so he at this point he rode up to a kind of a little hill and on reaching it he made out a large band of cattle, and at that point, he also saw the chuck wagon. Oh, that's so, what I'd want to see. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, well, you're going to help. Okay. Anyway, he rode for the herd, and he found they had about 1,200. Oh, so, so now we're getting... Getting pretty close to you. Yeah. If you're at 15, you're at 27. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, he said, I was badly in need of a change of mounts. Now, keep in mind, he'd been on yeah. this black horse yeah. since 2 o'clock in the morning, right. riding hard. Roll black. So, yeah. Anyway, he says, we came up, we rounded in the horses uh, as best we could. We all took fresh mounts, and we're ready for orders. And he says, this is my first trip on the trail, and I was hungry and thirsty enough to hope something would be said about eating. Okay, But that seemed to be the last idea in our foreman's mind. Instead, he ordered me to take the two other boys with me, and putting them on the trail of the bunch, uh, we went and we managed to encounter the wagon. We actually got a drink of a canteen, and after and still haven't eaten, you know. Yeah. These guys, they're they were pretty doggone dedicated. Yeah. So he says, after riding a mile or so together, we separated. Uh, we throwing uh, two bunches together of cows. We soon sighted the main herd and saw across to our right about. Uh, about five miles distant, two of our men bringing in another bunch. So these are scattered over like, like 20 miles. Now, what did they figure the percentage of loss was on these cattle well, drives? I'll, I've read it's like 10 to 15%, right? Well, I, I'll get to that because they're going to make a count. Okay. Okay. I know we're getting close on time here, but uh, in an emergency like uh, this, our foreman would never give a thought to anything but recovering the herd. He says our comfort was nothing. Men were cheap, but cattle cost money. There you go. <laughs> he says we reached the camp about 2 o'clock. Uh, found the outfit cutting out range cattle, which had been absorbed into the herd while they were running. Oh, yeah? So there were, you know, spares out there, so to speak. Anyway, there were no orders for a change of mounts to say nothing of food and drink. Uh, several hundred mixed cattle were in the herd, and after they'd been cut out, we lined our cattle out for a count. The count showed 16 short of 2,800, which left us yet over 300 out. Mm-mm. But good men were on the trail, and as we'd been on our saddle since 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, it's needless to say to add that our appetites were equal to the spread which our cook had waiting for us. Really? He had food ready. Dinner was quickly over. Fresh horses became the order. Leaving orders for the outfit to drift the herd, uh, we started in search of our absent men. Well, after trailing, uh, reaching the trail of the missing cattle, uh, they were within a mile of us. And anyway, he says we cut out the rain cattle, counted, and with now uh, with nothing now missing. Wait, they had all of them. Nothing? No, that's they had unbelievable. All, yeah. And they returned to the herd, um, and they figured that they had run about 20 miles. That's like from here to Oakley. It, yeah, or, or a more. little bit more, yeah. yeah. And uh, But when you stop and think about it, how many times did they say that an average trail drive from, like, uh, South Texas up to Sedalia, Missouri, or something, how many times did they have these well, stampedes? Well, as I mentioned in the beginning, some at least had one, oh at least one, goodness. and probably more. Yeah. But anyway, he says, we reached the uh, Tascosa River after holding the cattle on the water for an hour. We grazed them the remainder of the evening. Uh, every precaution was taken to prevent a repetition of the run. Uh, he said, we went into camp that night, and the next morning they continued on their way. But uh, just on a sad note, there are stories about guys that do get caught in a herd yep. and lose their horse, and they would not find anything but pieces of the saddle, of the man, yeah. of I yeah. mean, it's the well. You can gruesome. imagine a Very thousand gruesome. cows running over you. There wouldn't be yeah. anything left. At, Absolutely. And luckily, they didn't lose any men at this time. So. Wow, pretty scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Excitement, but 
You want to yeah. be a cowboy. <laughs> so go to that story on quicksand, and that's the kind of the next story, May 5th, 2015, and you can read about Andy and the quicksand. Okay. Wow. We, I enjoyed this little series. What are we going to do next week? That's a great question. Thank you. That's why I asked. <laughs>